It'll be a good game. They're a good team, and uh, we played them earlier this year. You know, I know, you know, everyone thinks we suck and, you know, can't win any games, so we'll see. It'll be fun. Hello and welcome back to Coming Up Winners Championship Weekend Edition here out in Los Angeles. Andrew Lynch, what's your excitement level for this weekend's final playoff matchups? It's one of those things where I could not be more excited for the football this weekend. This is going to be two outstanding games, but I'm already getting sad. J-Mac, this is the last time this season that we're going to be picking multiple games on coming up winners. That's like... That just started to sink in this morning. It's been a blast, my friend. I'm glad we've been able to do this, and I'm glad we're going to keep doing it during the offseason. Yes, so, certainly. Absolutely excited for, for the, the football this weekend, uh, but a little bittersweet. Got to be honest. Yeah, no doubt about that. My wife actually asked me this week, so what are we doing Saturday? There's no football. And I kind of had one of those, oh, Doug, wait a minute, what? Manny Pacquiao versus Adrian Broner on Showtime and PBC on Fox. That's what. Boxing. Is there W? Is there um, not WWE? There is uh, UFC right this weekend. I'm not gambling on any of that stuff. Lynch, if you want at the end of the podcast, toss out some boxing winners, put some more money in uh, the pockets of listeners out there. Go right ahead. I will stick for now to the NFL. I I do dabble in some uh, college basketball and NBA. But let me start championship weekend, okay? I believe in the last five years, favorites at home, 10-0 straight up, 9-1 against the spread. Lynch, I'm going to open it to you. Which game, Andrew Lynch, would you like to talk about first? Well, the Rams versus the Saints is the early game. It's on Fox. So that means I want to talk about Patriots-Chiefs first, (laughs) naturally, because it's the game that I I feel a little more strongly about. I would agree. We'll get to that Rams-Saints game in a second, but just as a little bit of a teaser, I'm not confident in my NFC picks, especially the way that line keeps bouncing around. So I do have what I feel like is a little bit of a firmer read in the AFC, then again, I said the exact same thing last week and yeah. went 1-3 on Wild Card Weekend. So, here we go. I guess I'll point this out at right off the jump. I believe that the public is going to be all over the New England Patriots here. Really? That's my, I, I think the public is going to come in on the Patriots. Perhaps you can check out the uh, whatever they have at the Action Network to see if there is any truth to that. But the Patriots steamrolled. The mo- I would say they were the most impressive team last weekend. Just boat raced the Chargers from the jump. Was never competitive. Uh, and, and let's be honest. The Patriots are 5-0 and against playoff teams this year. Okay, Defeated so- the Texans, Colts, Chiefs, Bears, and Chargers. Do you have those uh, numbers on if the public is on the Patriots? So as of first thing this Thursday morning, the Patriots are taking about 46% of the tickets and 47% of the money. So pretty even, nothing really sharp there. Yeah, I, uh, I, and that makes sense to me. You know, I think you look at this game and to me it screams coin flip, especially after, after what we saw earlier this season between these two teams. I, you know, I'm going to I'm going to let you make the pick here first and tell you whether it's a good bet or a bad bet, because I'm just a nice guy like that. Um, But I do. You know, those those favorite trends, I think, are really going to come into play this weekend. Yes, I'm with you, Andrew Lynch. I'm only making one straight up bet on one of the two games, and I am going Kansas City. Minus three. I've also got them in a parlay. We'll get to that later. We got some props we'll get to. I like the Chiefs because I can't get over the struggles the Patriots have had on the road this year. 1,000%. I mean, listen, Tom Brady's lost his last three playoff road games, okay? Dating back almost a decade. This year, Patriots, three and five on the road. It's not necessarily just that they lost, 
but how they lost, okay? Only scored 10 points in Pittsburgh. Only scored 10 points in Tennessee. 10 points in Detroit. They did score 20 in Jacksonville, but lost by double digits. Lynch, none of those teams made the playoffs. And you could say, well, Jason, somewhere early, it's the playoffs, it matters now. Okay, fine. Well, I look at that low-scoring output on the road this year, and then I look at the Chiefs in their last four meetings with, with the Patriots, led by Andy Reid. They've scored 40 or more points in three of the last four, twice with Alex Smith, okay? Once, of course, this year with Pat Mahomes. I, I like the Chiefs here. I would not be surprised uh, if this was not that close. But I ultimately will ride with the Chiefs. Uh, I'd love to get a two and a half if public money pushes that down. I don't think we'll see it. I would be shocked. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. Shocked. I, I, I mean, I think the Sharps would just hammer it. Um, so your thoughts, good bet or bad bet, Chiefs by three. It's like you're in my head. So, you know, by that sense, I, I like what's going on in my head. And I think this is a good bet. The number that really jumps out to me, the Patriots on the road, 26th in net yards per play. Mm. They're actually negative, negative 0.6 yards per play net. Um, 17th in scoring margin on, uh, on the road, negative 2.4 points per game on their scoring margin. 26th in red zone touchdown percentage, 27th in allowing third down conversions. And the context that really, I think, brings this into focus Four of those eight road games were against teams with six or fewer wins this season. Yeah. The only winning teams they played on the road this year were the Steelers, the Titans, and the Bears. The overall winning percentage of those teams in those eight road games for the Patriots this year, just under 46%. It's not like they were beating up on the best of the – or excuse me. It's not like they were – they were suffering at the hands of the best of the best. These were mediocre teams yeah. that the Patriots were struggling against on the road. That said, if you are looking at the Patriots here, I think the money line is the play. Yes. I don't, you don't no, go certainly. anywhere near the spread here. You're getting about plus 135, maybe plus 140 at some spots. I don't hate that bet. If you're if you're a Patriots backer against mm. the spread, though, I'm, I'm with you here. I like the Chiefs minus three. It, it, and we talked about this a little Monday in that the sharps and the professional money doesn't usually come in on these playoff games because the lines are so tight. And I just feel like the narrative out there that the public is going to latch on to is, oh, everybody, you know, everybody in air quotes, doubted the Patriots last week. There's even and a t-shirt. There is. Julian Edelman is out selling a $30 t-shirt. Like, come on, bro. But when I, when I look at it, how they won that game, it was like, boom, over. Most impressive performance last weekend. The public looks at it and says, I'm getting three with Belichick and Brady. I got to jump on that. Um, so I think we're in agreement here. The Chiefs are the side. Uh, Producer Conrad does feel like he's hot on the Patriots. Now, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to explain yourself here. I, it's, it seems like the public side. What do you see in the Patriots, Conrad? That's making you lean their way. Their offensive ability is just something that I don't think that you see a lot of NFL teams with the whole dip and dunk can work. And when you have Julian Edelman, you have James White getting, I think, what? I think they combined for almost 25 catches last week. When you have those two guys run across the middle and then you have Sony Michelle to back it up and run the ball down your throat, they just have a lot of weapons that I think a lot of teams wouldn't be able to utilize like the Patriots can. They don't have to go deep, but they can still score 30 to 40 points. It's just a very unique situation. And more so than not, give me Tom Brady in this weather. It seems like he was born to win games in the cold. Not many quarterbacks can say that. I really want to see what Pat Mahomes can do in this single-digit temperature weather before I'm willing to put all my money on the Chiefs. Yeah, so let's talk about the weather briefly. I know Colin Cowherd is pushing it heavily here on FS1 this week about, oh, the Arctic blast. It's going to. 
I'm now checking weather weather at Arrowhead Stadium for Sunday. Twenty low twenties. Yeah, low twenties. No, you know what? Single digits. You know what else sees low twenties and really stiff wind and raining mud sideways (laughs) in December and January and February? Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas. Texas, Yeah, I I get it that ninety nine point nine percent of the people on the planet haven't been to Lubbock. There's not a whole lot of reason to go, but that place in and of itself is an Arctic bowl in the heart in the middle Mm -hmm. of Texas. Like Lubbock is not an easy place to play football. I think Patrick Mahomes has gone into these types of conditions and played well. Not in the NFL, of course. But in college, this is not going to be something brand new to him. This is not a SoCal kid getting out into the weather in January and not having any idea what's going on. We can worry about Sam Darnold in January. I wasn't going to name names. When my Jets are in the playoffs. All right, let me toss a couple props at you that I like in Chiefs Patriots. Uh, And I'll ask you to weigh in. Chiefs to score first and win, plus 152. I don't hate that bet. Now, Mahomes did struggle in the first half in New England. Remember, they threw some wrinkles at him. I think he came out this week and said some stuff I hadn't seen before, and they rallied in the second half. But I just like the way they they came out last week. Remember, Mahomes' first playoff game. I know it's a good Colts defense, hadn't really been challenged, and they, they boat raced him right down the field. Now, piggybacking Chiefs to score first and win, Travis Kelsey, first touchdown. I don't know. I can't imagine that this is still out there. Plus 700. I was just like off the top of my head. Again, we've talked a lot about how, you know, my process for the week is to handicap a game on my own early Sunday and then try you know compare that line that I have in my head to what the line actually is. And as we're sitting here, you know, real quick discussing this, I was thinking plus 600. Really? So, yeah, I think Look that's, at you, that's a little bit of value there, I think. Uh, uh, Travis Kelsey is a monster at home. Uh, he obviously killed the Colts last week. Travis Kelsey plus 700. I, uh, you know, I gave out the number earlier about the Chiefs and Andy Reid's success against the Patriots. Chief, Chiefs total points over 30, minus 106. How are you feeling on the over 30? Now, the total is high on this, but it's come down. I think it was 57.5. It's come down to 55, 55.5. Um, I actually think that's more about the Patriots, but that's neither here nor there. Chiefs total. Are they going to hang 30 on Belichick when. You know, people want to think, oh, it's Belichick. No, but Nick Foles in the Super Bowl, I know, controlled atmosphere. Um, what, 600 yards, 30-some-odd points? Like, Andy Reid knows Belichick well. I think the Chiefs top 30. Chiefs at home, I, I like that bet. I wouldn't make it myself, but uh, I certainly can't try to dissuade you from it. That okay. makes a lot of sense to All me. All right, yeah, so you're liking these props. Let me wrap it up. Chiefs-Patriots, final prop bet. Sony Michelle, you want to guess at what his yardage total is? 69 and a half. 75 and a half. Now, I think that's shaded up to toward the public. Sony Michelle just carved up the Chargers. Hey, what did he do in the earlier meeting against the Chiefs? Oh, 106. Oh, you got to pound the over. Um, I would just say no way. I know that the Chiefs' defense is awful, but I'm taking the under 75 and a half. Fun fact, Sony Michelle on the road this year, one game over 60 yards. That was against the Jets. He had a buck 33. I think it's going to be a short passing game. As uh, Conrad alluded to with the James White, Julian Edelman, I don't think we're going to see that heavy of a Sony Michelle dose. Chiefs, by the way, run defense last week was outstanding. Marlon Mack had nothing. Uh, so I'm going with the under 75 and a half. And the Chiefs defense is undervalued at home. Listen, I'm not a huge fan about uh, a huge fan of points per game, but if you use that metric, the Chiefs had the third best defense at home this year, allowing just 17.4 points per game. I mean, granted, they hosted the Raiders the Cardinals 
and the Jaguars. <laughs> so, you know, context is absolutely necessary there. But this Kansas City defense is a far, far different unit at home. All right, Conrad, you got any any props you like or want to chime in on any of those before we move on? Maybe to... make fun of us for betting against Tom Brady again. Yeah, I don't mind doing that. You know what? I think in the whole Travis Kelsey thing, I think it's going to be somewhat unconventional. It's going to be like a Sammy Watkins. It's going to be some like weird trick play. One thing the Patriots do great is that they shut down what you're great at. They're going to try to take away take Tyreek away Hill and Kelsey more than so anything. Maybe that's why it's shaded so high, knowing everybody likes Kelsey, top tight end. Or... And I'm telling you, around the goal okay. line, Dam- Damian Williams gets a lot of touches, whether it's uh, yeah. receiving or if it's uh, rushing the rock. I think Damian Williams might be the move for that. And on that note, this year the Patriots were eighth against tight ends, according to Football Outsiders DVOA. So definitely, obviously, a top 10 unit against the tight end. Uh, They could take Kelsey out of the game, but even then, I, I like him as a red zone target. Okay, so there you have it. Officially official, our plays on Chiefs Patriots. Now let's move to the early game. Rams, oh boy, I'm very excited. Rams Saints, I'm excited for this game, Lynch, but I don't know when I'm handicapping it. What what side to be on? It legitimately feels to me like a toss-up. I did a digital uh, video for Fox Sports. That'll be out Friday, and of course, people are going to hate it like they do every week. Um, I actually came in and took the Rams, uh, maybe leaning a little bit too much to the C.J. Anderson-Todd Gurley combination and the lack of Sheldon Rankins um, for the uh, for the Saints. But I want to start you, Lynch, with a phenomenal stat that I dug up. I forget where I found this on the web. The referee for this game. Oh, you know it. Damn it. He's shaking his head. Bill Vinovich, referee for this game. The Rams are 0-8 when Bill Vinovich is a referee. 0-2 against the spread this year. He refed Eagles-Rams. I don't remember if there was any questionable calls. But Rams fans... Obviously not thrilled with the referee selection. They so are literally starting petitions oh for the NFL to change That's this, which dumb. I appreciate. You know, I, I appreciate you attempting some democracy in action there, but uh, that ain't gonna work, my friends. And also, it's completely random. The fact that this ref has has officiated eight of the Rams' losses. That's it, there's no trend there. There's no there's no smoke. There's no fire to that smoke. It just happens. Random statistical outliers happen, especially with officiating. And so my the way I come down on this game is there's just no way I want to get in front of the Saints at home. I've tried to do that before, and it's always ended badly for me. I part of me's rooting for the Rams being out here in L.A., but at the same time, uh, I absolutely love watching Breeze. I think he's a great story. Uh, We're dealing with two aggressive coaches here. So for me, you know, the inclination would be not the over, the under, actually. I believe that they're going to try to play keep away with Anderson and Gurley. And if you look at the Saints, they've been an under team lately. A lot of running the football in the red zone. They're running a lot with Ingram and Kamara. I don't know. I, I would lean the under here despite the aggressive nature of the coaches. But if you could convert a fourth down, a fake, you can hold the ball for an extra five minutes. You know, and that choose clock and the Saints at home are a juggernaut. Does Is there any angle for you in this game, Lynch, whether it's total or side? This is how much of a coin flip I view this game as. When we started to prep for this podcast, it was still New Orleans minus three. And I was leaning towards the Saints there. It's now ticked up to Saints minus three and a half at the Westgate, at MGM, Mm. at Wynn. You could still get three in a couple of spots. But at three and a half, I think I lean the Rams. Rams, It really is that close to me. I... 
only hesitation that I have is I just expect Drew Brees to so thoroughly outplay Jared Goff. I wonder. I wonder if the Saints go up double digits early and the Saints are able to pin their ears back and go after Goff, is he going to be able to lead this Rams team back? That is my one well, he concern. Did, he did do that in the earlier meeting. Now, uh, I'm spacing whether or not Cooper Cup played. Maybe we can look that up quickly. But they were down 35-14 on the road, getting blowed out. We say blowed, right? I think that's from uh, another bloviator at the other network. But um, it, it just... I think people are doubting Goff because he's struggled down the stretch. Again, I think you noted he didn't have 200 yards passing last week against the Cowboys. But uh, I can't... If anything, I, I uh, let me give uh, the X factor here to a guy named Aqib Tlaib. Um, I would hope Wade Phillips has him matched up with Michael Thomas because if Thomas has to face Marcus Peters, you could, you could just count on a couple flags on Peters. You know that if you're in trouble, third and long, just get it to Thomas. Uh, I, I'm excited for this game, and I want to find a side. I can't take one because I don't want to lose money. So my bet would be I would take uh, Saints on the money line, parlay it with the Chiefs on the money line, and that would be my uh, my winner, if you want, for this weekend. I don't hate that. And it, it, just to, to put a button on it, Cooper did play in, did. in that game. How'd he he actually had a 41-yard touchdown pass to tie the game at 35-all. Um to your point about Aqib Tlaib and can't guard Mike, the Rams, 28th in the NFL this year against number one wide receivers. Oh. That does not bode well, a well. A lot of that was probably without Tlaib, right? I think he was Agreed. on the IR Absolutely. early. So, But yeah, listen, Marcus Peters, I love him. I don't want to get on his bad side. He's one of those Oakland guys who, who will run his mouth and say some interesting stuff. I'm a fan of him uh, just because he's uh, an, a personality that I enjoy, but... Uh, Anyways, moving on. Uh, so th- that there you have it for championship weekend. Now, Lynch, we don't want to wrap up the podcast just yet because this week several uh, outlets put out 2020 Super Bowl lines. And Lynch, I saw you, I think it was Wednesday, and you were fired up. Uh, a lot of people excited about some of these numbers. Where would you like to start 2020 Super Bowl futures Anything you fire on, anything actionable yet? Well, since it's the 2020 Super Bowl future, I really think it's appropriate to get someone at 20 to one. And I'm not taking your thunder because I think you're gonna you're gonna stick with your Indianapolis Colts. I'm making I'm betting that. Uh, I am uh, among others. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I like the Baltimore Ravens at 20 to one. I really do. I buy into Lamar Jackson. Woo! I like that Baltimore defense. They've got some big name free agents on the defensive side of the ball this year, but I think they're gonna restock nicely. Uh, I think they find some defensive depth. They need some help on the interior of the offensive line. We saw that against the Chargers. But I think there's some very, very talented offensive linemen in this draft. And if the if the Ravens can really solidify their offensive line, I like that team uh. moving forward. I mean, they might even be in play for Antonio Brown. Like that's there's the chance. In the division, wow. I, I don't I don't think it happens, but there's a chance. And I so I will. I like the Ravens at twenty to one. See, the only reason I, I pause at that a little is the division's brutal. The yep. Browns are on the uptick, and I don't think the Steelers are done. They probably got one more run in them. Uh, a couple teams that I saw that jumped out, and again, this is another one from a tough division. I saw 49ers at 40-1. to 1. Jimmy Garoppolo returns, obviously, from injury. They've got some cap room. Number two pick, I believe, in the draft. Uh, again, tough division. You know they got to face Seattle. Seattle could have some value. Thirty-three to one. Conrad and his uh, Seattle Seahawks. 
I don't want to ever doubt Russell Wilson. Uh, I felt they overachieved a bit this year. Everybody was saying they were going to be done, the dynasty's over, and they got to the playoffs. Um, I cannot help but add my Jets 66 to 1. I know you're thinking there's can't no you, way. Can't you I, help I, but do that? I, 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 Lynch, every year we see teams with a new coach have that bump. We saw it this year. Colts. Now, I know they had Andrew Luck uh, and they surged. But two years ago, we saw the Jags. Uh, this year also, the Chicago Bears. Um, none won the Super Bowl, of course. But making a big run now, obviously Jets being in the Patriots division, not ideal. But there's a situation where Patriots loses, Brady retires. All of a sudden, you're in a division with Buffalo, uh, Josh Allen, and Miami, who is the longest shot to win the Super Bowl. I, I believe I saw 300 Just 300 to 1. To one. So. That division opens up, but again, Brady would have to retire. He's going to be 42. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned in that. In August. The other team I have written down here, uh, in addition to the Ravens, is actually the Patriots at 10-1. to 1. I, I know, I know. Damn you. I know, but like, listen, the way I look at it is there is a 80% plus chance, maybe closer to 90% chance, that that team wins the division. You essentially have 1 in 12 odds baseline if you make it to the playoffs and I think there's going to be at least one or two teams in the postseason worse than yeah. the Patriots so I'm just by yeah. that probabilistic value I'm probably getting a little bit of value at 10 to 1. Regarding uh, Super Bowl futures and wagers, I'm not going full on bet here. You know, this is I'm not putting a $500 bet to tie up my bankroll on the Seattle Seahawks to win the Super Bowl next year. I, I don't operate like that. This is small half unit play. Uh Conrad, any teams that you see 2020 Super Bowl jump out at you in terms of any interest at all? Yeah, I actually have two of them. I would take a – first, I'm going to go to the land. Give me Baker Mayfield, 30-1. to That's not terrible. You know what? I mean, I know I told you guys a stat earlier that it's like – the Browns were four field goals away this season from being 11 and five. <laughs> and I know, and I, I know that anyone in the world can say that uh, hypotheticals are an amazing thing, but next year with Freddie kitchens, if that really is a camaraderie, like Baker says it is between him and Freddie and they can get it going. They have a nice young core. Oh. They have some decent picks. Why not? I'm looking at their schedule. You can look up. Obviously, it's not in order, and that does matter. But here are their non-conference games. They get Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. You could say there's two wins there for sure, maybe a third. And then you get Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks, Niners. Cardinals, we know, are a joke. And then their other two games are Broncos and Titans. I don't think those are winning teams. So you could be looking at a, that. I mean, that's an 11-win season, possibly. 30-1 to 1 Browns, not awful. What was your other one? My other one, which I'm surprised that it's the same odds as Cleveland for the fact they did go 11-5, and 5, the Houston Texans. They're going to have a great team next year well, as well. We've got to see what happens with Clowney, right? I mean, I assume they'll tag him, right? Is that the guess? They're not going to let him just yeah, walk. They can't. And then they got Watt. And Watt, I mean, Watt this year, I mean, any other year, he's probably looked at as Defensive Player of the Year if Aaron Donald doesn't continue to disrupt everything in the world on How defense. How many offensive linemen will they add in the offseason? That, so I, I, looked, I looked long and hard at the Texans. I, I really like this bet, and that was what discouraged me and actually made me look at a couple of different other AFC teams. Is I, I just have such questions about, so many questions about that offensive line. Besides that, a Will Fuller, when he's healthy... Deshaun Watson is awesome. And the numbers, the splits with him without Will Fuller. If he can stay healthy, I think you could be onto something there. Uh, I want to do wrap up with one more prop that I just found on the internet, okay? This one I did not tease you guys about. Antonio Brown, where will he be week one 
of next season. All right? The favorite. 49ers. Correct. Favorite is the 49ers, plus 213. Next would be the Steelers, plus 408. After that, my New York Jets, plus 563. This one's kind of out of left field. The Raiders, plus 615. How about, now this one's really interesting. The Arizona Cardinals, plus 720. What am I getting on the Patriots? They are not listed here. They're Mm. part of the field. What about the Seahawks? damn you. No, no, uh, no Seahawks. Dolphins plus uh, 1,038. Cowboys plus 1144. And Colts way down the list plus 1361. I, Arizona Cardinals I would look hard, long and hard at. I think anyone in the NFC you can look hard at. I mean, in this situation, I don't think that Rooney's going to want to keep a, a, B in the same, not, not only division, but in the same conference. So you're thinking no Jets... No nah. shot at the Raiders. Boy, Raiders. Oh. I mean, could you could you Sean imagine? Rudin. I mean, that, that's the thing, though, right? Like, that almost seems like like a honeypot by the, the sports books. That is a trap. Yeah. That is for those people who are like, oh, John Gruden's going to go out and just try to get whatever big name card. Yeah, he yeah, can. Yeah. Like, I, that, that to me is just like, that is the biggest trap Vegas has laid this season. I, I wonder, oh. the Colts really looked slow and devoid of skill position players in their... Uh, playoff loss. Before that, they were fine getting by with uh, Marlon Mack and Pascal and all these do- do- Inman. Antonio Brown on the turf in Indy. Now, uh, I, trading him in the AFC is super dangerous, but man, you give Andrew Luck, a guy like that with T.Y. Hilton back and healthy? Holy cow. It comes with more than just him and his ego. It comes with the price tag, too, because you're paying him the premium price. Mm. So if you're going to put him into any situation, he's going to demand at least probably 130 targets a year if he stays healthy. In a situation, that can mess up a whole offensive scheme. I mean, it, just like Lynch mentioned, if you send him somewhere like the Patriots, you know he's going to be outspoken Jeez. if he's not getting the targets. If that happens, I would be vomiting in my mouth. They don't need that. That's just not fair. No, but it is true. Every he, year, he Josh might. Gordon, Randy Moss, Antonio Brown, and he picks him up for nothing and help. Let's wrap up the podcast. I love that this hypothetical Antonio Brown to the Patriots situation that has a 1% chance of happening just has you, you so fired it's up. It's you. You planted that seed. Well, the yeah, thing is, though, too, Bel- Belichick will trade like a third and like a fifth the next year and somehow we'll get Antonio Brown. I was looking at uh, NFL draft picks and I think the Patriots have like an extra second and then two extra thirds. I mean, that's two Antonio Browns. Belichick is going to deck. Listen, uh, we talk about Brady. I get to AB and Le'Veon. Edelman, Brown, Gronk if he's back. Kevin Hogan, the lacrosse player, by the way. Is Kevin Hogan going to be a star this weekend? Nobody's talking about him at all. Everybody knows, oh, James White, we got Edelman. Who's going to be the guy that Belichick goes to that nobody saw coming? Hogan, remember. Two AFC title games ago against Pittsburgh at like a buck eighty receiving. That was when it was like lacrosse player Kevin Hogan. Uh, it's gonna be somebody, man. Philip Dorsett. He had a TD last week, I think. It'll it'll be Edelman or, or James White. Oh, I mean, they're they're probably Jeez, gonna have another please. thirty targets between the two, and then they're just gonna call it a day. My guess, guys, is that everybody outside of New England is rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs. They want this thing to end. That's certainly what the Patriots think. Yeah. All right, for Andrew Lynch, producer Conrad, all the Patriots fans out there who are just hating me, uh, we will talk to you on Monday. Enjoy the games. Happy betting.